Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Barnhart, along with author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg. We're here to encourage you wherever you are on your healing journey. In each episode, we will chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you found us. Let us help you find your joy in life. Welcome to another episode of Grief and Rebirth. I'm your host, Stephanie Barnhart, being joined by my favorite Jersey queen, Irene. Miss Weinberg, how are you doing? I'm great. And by the way, that's a very appropriate title because I have on my refrigerator a magnet that says it's good to be queen. So and, and, it rhymes. and it rhymes. Jersey Queen Irene. It's like meant to be. <laughs> Maybe in my dreams would it sounds good stuff. <laughs> well, I would like to tell everyone that, you know, as everyone knows with this grief and rebirth podcast that we're doing, this mm-hmm. is all about giving people options that they do not have to suffer with a lot of different things that go on in the world and in life. Uh, We are interviewing very inspiring people who have amazing stories to tell and also wonderful people who can provide healing of all different kinds on this planet of ours. And goodness knows we need it. So today we're really honored to have Terry Meisner, who is a certified Jinshin Jitsu practitioner and a Jinshin Jitsu self-care instructor. And before we even get going, I know everyone in the audience is saying, what the what? heck is Jinshin Jitsu? I just like hearing you say that. Jinshin Jitsu. <laughs> I'm very intrigued. <laughs> Carrie, are you there? I am. Hello. Oh, it's well, good please, to yes, enlighten us to what the Jinjin is. Jinshin Jitsu. <laughs> well, it's Jin, Shin Jitsu. Jin like the drink, but with a J. Shin like the bone in your leg. And Jitsu like Jiu-Jitsu. And it's okay. a balancing and harmonizing practice. It's a relaxation and stress reduction practice. It's a mind-body-spirit practice. And an energetic wisdom practice all rolled into one. So is this sort of like a meditation style practice? Well, it's actually more of a meridian practice. There is a component of meditative quality to the practice when you practice on yourself using self-care exercises. Um, Or if you go to a practitioner and you get a practitioner treatment, a full treatment, um, there is a meditative, strong, deep relaxation quality to it because the practice stimulates the relaxation response. It calms the nervous system. It boosts the uh, body's natural healing process, but it also takes you out of your mind to a quiet place. So there is a deep meditative quality to it. Um, It's very similar to other practices like Reiki in that the the touch Mm -hmm. is light. Um, It's an energetic practice, but it's um, quite deep for some people and quite profound for some people because there's so many other layers to it. So it's not a, it's simple to practice, but it's quite something to experience. It's simple to practice, but profound in its effects, it sounds like to me. For some people, it's incredibly profound. And for other people, it's, it's wonderfully relaxing. People have a very unique and individualized experience with the practice. So for example, if you went and saw a practitioner and had a, a treatment on a Friday at two o'clock, 
you'd have one experience. And if you went back the next week on Tuesday at nine o'clock in the morning, you might have a different experience because you're different every time of the day, every day of the week. And by a different experience, does that mean like a different healing experience or um, how it would... So each person's body is different. So each person's relationship to how they experience the practice is going to be different. So for some people, um, light touch is incredibly quieting and will relax them and they'll go into a deep sort of quiet space. For other people, they get energized by the practice, so they feel like they have a lot of energy and they can do lots of different things. Um, the practice works really well with people who have symptoms of pain, nausea, and fatigue, because I work with a lot of um, cancer uh, patients and their caregivers, as well as a lot of different places where I teach self-care practice. And um, the hospital that I used to work in was in the process of doing a research study, and they found that patients who had jinjitsu treatment either before or after a surgical procedure, had less pain, less nausea, less fatigue, um, had less time staying in the hospital and needed less pain medication. So there's a Mm. real physical aspect to the practice, which is quite amazing. But Mm -hmm. there's also um, something about the practice that calms the mind. It reduces anxiety. It decreases stress. It um, stimulates the relaxation response. So it's really quite... um, deep in all of the things that it can do. But for some people, it may just do one or two things. And for other people, they may feel all of those things happening at the same time. And when people, when you talk about meridians, just really briefly, so people understand what you're doing, you're doing light touch to the meridians. What does that mean with the meridians? So there are practices, Asian practices, um, like acupuncture and acupressure. So a lot of people are familiar with those these days. And those are both meridian practices. There are all these different energetic pathways that crisscross the physical body. It also works on all the um, layers to the physical body, like the skin surface, the deep skin, the um, circulation patterns, the nervous system, the organs, the tissue, the fascia, the bones, all in the physical body. But also it works on the um, mind, the mental and emotional body. It works on the um, psycho-spiritual body and the energetic body as well. So it works on Mm -hmm. all these different places, all these different pathways. Now, there are all these different pathways that run through the body, but they also run on the energetic elements as well. And they're all connected so that when you access the meridians in Jinshin Jitsu specifically, there are 26 access points on the front and the back of the body, on the right and left side. So really 52 points in total. And the points aren't really like a point, like an acupuncture and acupressure that is needle specific, they tend to be areas like the size of the palm of your hand, and they tend to be at the joints. They're at the shoulders, the neck, the hips, the um, elbows, the wrists, the knees, the fingers, the toes. Those are all access points for Jinshin Jitsu. So the difference between acupuncture and acupressure and Jinshin Jitsu is that in Jinshin Jitsu, the touch is light and the areas that you access are much larger. So it's very easy to practice on yourself it's easy to practice with other people, on other people, and it's very forgiving. Whereas in acupuncture and acupressure, you really need to be on the exact needle-specific tiny, tiny meridian point. So Jinshin Jitsu works with the meridians, but in a different way. That's really interesting. And I know uh, that you also do work with, to help children, like at the Ronald McDonald House and all of that. Does that, is it, is this, is what you do something where... Uh, 
that can be helpful for parents with children and all of that, uh, with kids' issues and stress and um, different things that go, and with their health and all of that? Well, Irene, that's a wonderful question. And yes, this practice is great for lots of different types of people. I've worked um, in my own private practice. I've worked in hospital um, settings. I teach the practice in a self-care scenario with um, patients and caregivers who have cancer. Um, They're caregivers. I work with children. I work with adults. I've worked with um, women who are pregnant um, with babies in utero, and I've worked with people up to 103 years old in the hospital. So I've worked with lots of different populations who have lots of different medical projects that they're working with, um, or I've also worked with people who um, have, they really want to keep their health um, in a good state, so they like to do this as a preventative practice. So this is either preventative practice or it can speed up healing in, in certain ways. Is that, am I getting that right? So hmm. actually the, the body has its own natural healing process. And what this practice helps is it helps to stimulate that. So for example, if you, if you cut yourself, your body is going to create a scenario where all these different um, uh, situations are going to happen in the body. Your hormones are going to be released the cells are going to start to repair, blood's going to clot, all these different things are going to happen to take that um, cut that you just had and to protect the the body by healing itself. And Jin Chin Jitsu helps to stimulate the body's own natural healing process. That's more, um, how did you get, how did you get into this? Um, well, many, many years ago, um, one of my kids, uh, physicians is their pediatrician had suggested that we go and take my daughter to see a practitioner because she was having a lot of trouble sleeping. And um, the practitioner was really interesting and great to me. He put my children on the table, on the massage table and did a, and created a treatment for them. And my um, children, both of them, I brought both my children, they both fell asleep immediately. And I was like, oh my goodness, what is this? I have to learn something more about this. This is pretty incredible. By the way, and then, when kids have sleeping problems or people have sleeping, it can also help with those issues also? Yes. Jin Shin Jitsu helps with a variety of, of, of pro- we call them projects. So it helps with insomnia. It helps with um, all sorts of things, digestive projects. It helps with headaches. It helps with you know, when you have discomfort in the body, pain and discomfort, it helps to alleviate that by relaxing the muscles, mm. decreasing the stress so that your perception of pain changes. It also helps to boost circulation so that when there's circulation to the areas where you're feeling discomfort, um, as the circulation patterns start to open, you feel less pain. Less, and that's basically one of the principles of the practice. It's all these energetic pathways when they're flowing and moving in balance and harmony um, you are in a great place. When you start to feel pain or discomfort, oftentimes many of the different pathways within the body and the energetic flows are not flowing to their optimal level. And so when there's any sort of stagnation or accumulation because the pathways are not clear and open, then you feel pain and discomfort. So all a Jin Shin Jitsu practitioner does or someone who's practicing self-care with, through Jin Shin Jitsu self-care exercises is helping the pathways to open and balance so that they can flow in their natural progression. So you had, you, you, go ahead, Steph, go ahead. Yes, well, go ahead. I mean, you know, you say about all these like energy blocks, but like when you say with kids though, how do kids know or how would we know if like our kids are having an energy block, like something that could be... Well, 
fixed, you know, that we don't well, understand. It's not it, it, when I, I don't like to use the word block per se, but I'd like to use congestion and, and sort of stagnation or not flowing optimally because basically all of these things happen in our bodies every day. And we really don't pay attention to our bodies, but there's innate wisdom that, that occurs with the body, our heart's beat, our brain functions. We have cascades of hormones that are constantly being um, stimulated and refreshed and, and moving through the body, creating all of these different um, things that are happening on a daily basis that we don't pay attention to. But mm -hmm. babies, like adults, um, have an inner wisdom. And when babies suck their thumb, it's because they want to calm themselves. Sucking your thumb for a baby is very, very calming. It also helps in Jin Shin Jitsu. The thumb is one of the um, areas on the body that has a lot of different energetic pathways that go through it. And when you stimulate the thumb by holding it, let's say, and breathing, that helps to calm the digestion. It helps to calm the nervous system. It helps to stimulate um, digestive function. So babies innately know that. And you both have been probably practicing Jin Shin Jitsu since you were babies and don't even realize it because how many times do people, when they're talking to someone or they're thinking about something, place the, um, their hand in a fist on their cheekbone? You know, when they're thinking hmm. like the Rodan's thinker, that's, yeah. an excess, that's a Jin Shin Jitsu point. How many people, oh. when they're talking to somebody, might cross their arms at their elbows or their, their um, upper arms? Those two are Jin mm -hmm. Shin Jitsu accent points. So there's lots of different ways to use the practice um, to help, you know, to, to stimulate the energetic response in your body, to calm yourself, or um, just to, to boost your own um, energetic um, capacity. And you do it naturally. So um, usually, like you're saying, do you always recommend like that you come in and do this with a practitioner to kind of learn, and then this is something you can kind of do on your own, or well, is this something like you know where yoga that you're practicing it over and over with like kind of the group and practitioner, but you can do it home if you kind of need to. So that's a great question. So there's two different ways to experience the practice. You can go to a practitioner and have a session. Um, there are a lot of practitioners that have actually there's over, I think, 6,000 practitioners that are practicing this practice all over the world. Or mm -hmm. you could um, take a self-care or self-help class. There are, are instructors who teach the self-care practice. I teach here in New York um, in hospital cancer centers and in um, institutions, uh, medical and, and um, hospital institutions, as well as, as at um, other organizations like the Open Center, I'm teaching a workshop in April. One is an introduction to Jin Shin Jitsu self-care at the New York Open Center on April 13th. And then I'm teaching a follow-up workshop the next day, um, which is a five-hour Jin Shin Jitsu self-care workshop at the Open Center on April 14th. So there's lots of different ways you can learn the practice. You can, there are books that teach the self-care aspect of the practice. Um, there are uh, videos on YouTube. Um, a colleague of mine at the University of Kentucky Markey Cancer Center has produced self-care um, videos for cancer patients and their caregivers, which is some of the very simple, basic um, self-care exercises that, let's say, I would teach as well. She has videos that they've produced for the hospital and for their patient population. So there's a lot of different ways and easy ways to learn the self-care aspect of it. I mean, I've taught 
um, Jin Shin Jitsu self-care, not only in hospitals, but I've taught in the New York City public school systems. I've taught children as young as three and four, all the way up through, um, you know, high school, um, mm-hmm. this practice. And it's very easy, very gentle. It's a combination of breath and light touch, and anyone can practice it. And lots of people can feel benefit, even if they just started learning about the practice and just started to learn how to, um, to do it. Now, aside from the I'm physical so, aspects of it, oh, sorry, go ahead, Steph. No, no, go ahead. I mean, I'm just going to come and say I'm just so intrigued to know that there's just so much self-help out there that, like, it's just mind-blowing that, like, none of us just realized this even, like, a few years ago. It's just, like, so, there's so much you can do for yourself that, like, I mean, I just had no idea. I mean, I have no that's idea. Exactly so why, that's it. exactly why the <laughs> podcast, that we're, 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 we're sharing this with people. And I'm just wondering, Steph and, and Terry, like when you talk about what this can do for people, when people are grieving, like I'm thinking about what happened in Florida and all that, when, when, when teenagers are going through all the things that they go through and all, is this a practice that can help them also to calm themselves and to, to deal with those very strong emotions? You know, it, it is used in lots of different settings, and it's very interesting because we, we in the self-care portion of the practice, when I teach it, there are all these different attitudes and emotions, and each finger on the body is a shortcut or a representation to different attitudes and emotion. And actually, the ring finger, which is the finger next to the little finger, mm-hmm. helps with um, grief and sadness. Just by holding that ring finger, And it sounds kind of silly. Well, how could just holding a ring finger and breath calm me and and sort of take the edge off of any sort of um, sadness or experience? And and what's amazing is is it's quite simple, but very powerful and can. Um, When I was working in the hospital, I worked in the integrative medicine department at Morristown Medical Center with with surgical patients. So I would see patients before they went to the operating room or when they came out in the recovery room and they would get jitsu treatments. And a lot of my patients were monitored. Their vital signs were being monitored. And what was amazing is that um, you could see people's uh, blood pressure drop. You could see people's Um, oxygenation levels increase, their heart rate would calm and slow down to a comfortable level because a lot of people have a lot of anxiety before surgery. And it was extraordinary how just holding someone's finger um, and having them breathe would calm them. So you Hmm. could see um, from just the medical um, monitoring how valuable the practice is in, in real time. So, Don't you have so a very inspiring story about an elderly patient that you worked on um, and yes, how you worked, helped them with this? In, yeah, well, I worked in the hospital um, and I was working with um, a patient just before their surgical procedure. And I gave them probably 10 to 15 minutes of a Jin Shin Jitsu um, flow pattern. I just held my different parts of their shoulder, their fingers, their back. And this elderly patient looked at me and said, with tears in their eyes, said, they had such a strong sense of peace, which for them was the first time that they'd ever been touched that way. And they were so happy to be able to experience that in their lifetime. And it took them 80 years to finally feel that sense of peace. And that was quite something considering they were going to have um, major surgery. I mean, could you imagine being going through your entire life without that peace, like that long to get it too? That's just so, 
hard to hear when you realize that there's just so many things you could be doing like this that can alleviate that so much earlier in your life. Well, the thing for me was more the flip side of it, which was I was so happy to be there to facilitate them to feel that while they were still here on this planet and to get that sense of peace and to, to really feel it on a profound level. Mm-hmm. It's quite something and quite humbling, actually. So I, I thought of it as the opposite of, of sad. I thought of it as quite joyful. Irene knows I'm always the Debbie Downer. <laughs> I'm always like, wow, that long? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is pretty great that, you know, they did have that opportunity finally. But, and like, that's what's like, and you're right, like with this podcast, hopefully we can help others experience that so much sooner. It's kind of my point too, you know, like they don't have to wait and be so upset and understand like all these things. Like there's just so many things out here like this. It's so simple to fix and just alleviate so much pain and just, you know, anything that you're experiencing, there's just so many options out there besides, you know, popping yourself full of medicine, you know, and medicating yourself thinking like, oh, there's just something wrong with me. Like there's something wrong with all of us. And we we're you know, machines and we have to be fixed and we don't fix ourselves. Well, it's interesting to me because I, I, I don't buy into the fixing piece. I think that the practice basically helps your body be where it needs to be. It's sort of like you get out of the way and the practice works with your body to bring you to optimal balance and, and harmony. It's not like we're fixing things. Um, practitioners don't really fix people. People have to, you know, work on themselves and, and people, this practice, it, I think it can bring awareness. It can bring um, some people a sense of peace, uh, relaxation, stress reduction. It can basically do lots of different things for lots of different people. Um, but I do agree with you that the fact that you're creating this podcast um, to enlighten and to educate people is phenomenal because a lot of people don't have access to some of the more um, esoteric practices that are out there. And this practice has been around for literally thousands of years, and it wound its way to um, the United States probably in the 1950s because a Japanese-American woman by the name of Mary Burmeister had learned the practice in Japan from a teacher um, and she brought it to this country and educated people. And now there are practitioners who practice this all over the world. So it doesn't take a lot to bring awareness and to educate. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to be posting your links everywhere for people who want to learn about this. And you're going to be at the New York Open Center and all. It's, I would assume it's easy for people to contact you and, and to find out more about this and get together with you or find a way to people in this community or whatever, right, Terry? I would, I would, I would think. Yes, absolutely. They can contact. Did I just lose Terry? I don't Hello? know. Okay. Are we there? Hello? I just came I'm back here. here and I, I don't know. We keep getting these little, glitch. well, you know, that's what happens when you record live. We've got little blackouts here going on. I don't know. Maybe something's in the air out there. So <laughs> do we need to clear it. Let's all say goodbye. Terry, can you repeat how we can uh, reach you again? Yes, um, you can reach me through my website, www.jsjnyc.com. We'll put those on the show notes, too. So when we push this out, we'll put it on um, irenweinberg.com. And we'll definitely put, like, the links and everything and your contact info so people can reach you directly. And we'll share it on social, too, and everybody can find us and, you know, um, hopefully try some new techniques for some self-love and 
and yeah. all that. And Terry, yeah. uh, thank you for spreading um, the information about grief and rebirth because I'm sure a lot of your people would be very interested in this. And I'd love to know, you're such a wise person. You help so many people and you've experienced so many people through all that you do. What is your tip for helping people find joy in life? How well, do you me, find joy? Well, I find joy by really keeping things very simple and just being able to, to look at the little things and appreciate them. Something that, that lights up all my senses is something that I really look forward to, like walking in the park or listening to beautiful music or enjoying beautiful food. Like anything that lights up all my senses is something that brings me to the joy spot, as well as Jin Shin Jitsu, because I practice a lot of self-care. And I also go see other practitioners as well um, to enjoy the practice. So it keeps me in the sweet spot. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. You're doing such good work. You must, you must feel good every day. You're helping so Thank many people. Thank you so much. I, I love what I do, and I love bringing um, this awareness to other people. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so. It's so our pleasure. And I'm well, sure we'll be yeah. together again. I love learning about the Jinshin Jitsu. I just love saying it. That makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, what might make you happier is maybe you'd like to experience it firsthand. Well, I know. I think that Stephanie I and I should definitely have a field trip and come and visit you and share, perhaps on Facebook sometime, what, uh, what it's like. So that people oh, that can see that. Yes, we can do a live on Facebook and give people a really insider peek onto just how this works and how how simple it is for people to just be able to do this, no matter, like you said, from being pregnant to 100 and some years old. Like, anybody can do this. And I think that's just really cool to show everybody that anyone can do it. We, we already know how limber Irene is, but, you know. <laughs> There's always room for improvement, Steph. (laughs) (laughs) For the others out there. But yes, we'll have to to set those dates and we'll we'll figure it out because I know our audience does love to see those. We have some. We need to plan some more. That's just fun. I like to do those. I'm always intrigued. So yeah, we'll be in touch, Terry. And again, thank you for giving us a little insight tonight. It's been been fun. It's been wonderful. Thank you, you, Terry. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Grief and Rebirth. Um, like I said, if you guys are interested to learn more about Terry, all the information will be on the website, IreneWeinberg.com, or you can always reach out to us on social, tweet us, text us, send us an email. We love to chat, as you can see. Till next time. Bye for now. <laughs>